a very special good morning to the South Island. I see you. I know you're there. Even if some people seem to have forgotten about you. I know it's important for those regions in stricter lockdowns to hear the news regarding their alert levels first, but surely a, and that means the South Island must stay in level two for the meantime, wouldn't have hurt. Probably thought you're doing all right down there and having a fabulous time and living your best lives and going to the hairdressers and beauticians and you don't need to know any more than that. But anyway, the news was pretty much what I expected to hear when I listened into the news on ZB at five o'clock. Although I did hear the collective groans of parents when the announcement was made that school-aged children will not be returning to school on the 18th. For those parents who've been hanging on, glancing up at the calendar on the wall when things got tough, counting down the days to the 18th, circled in red on the calendar, must have despaired when they heard the kids would be staying home for the foreseeable. And the children themselves... Many of them must be yearning to get back to some sort of structure and routine to be with their mates. It's all very well and good to spend quality time with mum and dad and as much time as you like on on your computer when your parents are on business Zoom calls and things, but ultimately you need structure, you need your friends around you. And that's just the kids who are safe and well, who are loved and have a warm home and food on the table. And indeed the digital appliances they need to to expand the four corners of their room. What about the poor little tykes living in less than ideal homes, whose best meal of the day came with the school lunch provided for them? There's about 158,000 children living in material hardship in this country. There'll be plenty more living in misery. And I do wonder how they're being protected and cared for. I know Oranga Tamariki is still working, but that's only for the most extreme cases. So I'd love to know how the welfare of children living in poverty is being monitored. The schools knew who those families were. They were able to look out for them. They were able to give them, afford them that extra protection. But without the school to keep an eye out for them, what's happening to those children? I hope they're not forgotten. When it comes to businesses, another forgotten sector, uh, Michael Barnett, the Chamber of Commerce, says there should be a wider vaccine mandate to support businesses who are otherwise being left to police this on their own. Heart of the City's Viv Beck says there needs to be a deadline for mandatory vaccine passports so as to create urgency and focus rather than the sort of meandering stream as we wander our way through the Delta disaster, really. Even epidemiologist Rod Jackson has said that businesses should have been given the mandate yesterday to introduce compulsory vaccinations for staff without fear of being prosecuted. So the education sector has been told, you need to be jabbed, been given a reasonable amount of time to have that done. Uh, The health sector has been told, you need to be jabbed. I mean, I would have thought that that was, that didn't even need to be said. Nonetheless, it has been. So two government departments have told its employees that there is a requirement that they be vaccinated. Otherwise, they lose their jobs. That should have been extended to business. As Liam Dan wrote in the Herald, the ongoing lockdown isn't sending New Zealand's economy off a cliff. If you look at job ads in Wellington, that increased by 4% month on month, Canterbury by 9% month on month, and Auckland job ads dropped 8%. So no, 
the economy isn't going off a cliff, but long-term damage is being done. Yesterday I thought there were signs of hope that the government is listening to different sectors, the mandating of vaccinations in the education and health sector, and then there was that wild, wacky, whoa, let's go off on a tangent here, let's just be a little bit wild, and give permission for Sir Ian Taylor to trial his private MIQ system for international travel. You might have heard him talking about that on my show a couple of weeks ago. He had the plan, he's had his people all through some of the countries that have been worst hit by COVID and its various strains, not one of them has got COVID. They're all vaccinated, they're required to test. He said they simply can't afford to fail. And so he's the ideal person to trial self-management of MIQ. And so that was fantastic to see that the government was like, ooh, bit crazy, but let's go. Let's give it a bash. So more of that. More of that. Great to see the, you know, finally grow up here and say, if you want to be working in these sectors, you must be vaccinated. Fantastic. Could have been extended more, but I suppose they're dipping the toe in the water and seeing what the reaction is. And fantastic to see them take on board a really sound, well-thought-out, well-documented, well-researched, well-proposed initiative from Surrey and Taylor. Please, more of that.